Welcome to the Prepping Patriots Podcast. Okay, so you, uh, I had a topic last time, so I got nothing. It's your turn. What do you got? <laughs> okay. Hmm. Well, let's do, um, let's do morning routine. Morning routines. Uh, yeah. So, you know, this morning I tried something new today. Um, I get real tired of, I want to be that dad that gets my kids breakfast in the morning and they're like, oh man, this is delicious. I, I just feel like my kids only eat cereal, Pop-Tarts, or oatmeal. And that's pretty much it. Day in, day out. Yep. If they get up, they get their own breakfast. Or if I get up and get them breakfast before they do. But I just, I'm getting real tired of them eating the same like basic stuff. And I want to be that dad that has like croissant like ham and cheese croissants or you know some bread in the morning or you know something some cinnamon roll bread and uh so you know i failed this morning getting that for them but afterwards i was like you know i'm going to test out one of these because i don't want to test it out with them for the first time and it tastes like garbage and then they don't ever want dad to do it again so um i'll get into that piece on like what i made today but yeah i think like morning routine would be good because as we start talking about prepping and stuff all the time more more often you got to be motivated, right, to get those yeah. kind of things done. I mean, I feel like I have a huge laundry list of things I got to get done on a continual basis. Mm-hmm. And you're just never going to get all that done if, you, if you're not motivated, if you're not driven, if you're not in the right headspace to get it done. Uh, so what, what's, your, uh, what's your morning routine? I mean, you got to have chores. Everybody has chores. I hate that word chores. Uh, that's all. Yeah, we don't use that in our house. But chores yeah, don't, don't actually happen. <laughs> yeah, I know. Chores don't happen. They need to. Uh, happy that you said this because uh, I just told Amanda the other day, I'm like, I, I want to start getting up at 5 a.m. Uh, she's like, oh, God, why? Why? And I'm mm-hmm. like, well, I used to get up at 5 a.m. back when I actually used to take care of my body. Um, I used to get up at 5 a.m. And just the first couple hours in the morning where nobody's awake, get your coffee, it's quiet. You could sit down and like really like get your mind just prepared for the day and things like that. Mm -hmm. And then I had those thoughts of, and I told her, I said, you know, if I get up at five, you know, I can make you breakfast, you know, I can help with Addison getting her ready in the morning. And she's the same way. She's, she's not, she doesn't really eat breakfast. Um, Mm -hmm. maybe uh, she'd pop tart, you know, she'll do a pop tart or some sugary thing that, you know, I, from what I I heard one time that, you know, um, what is it? The first thing you put in your body during the day, like when you first get there is like the most important thing. So like they suggest the first thing you should do when you wake up is throw some water in your body. That's like the very first thing and it's healthy and blah, blah, blah. Mm -hmm. So, um, I'm in the same boat. Like I want to start getting up early. I want to start having a routine. And the more, the more I get out, like it's going to suck at first getting up at five and and coming up with this routine to get up, making breakfast and, and doing things. But I think it's important because it develops habits. And I think that's Mm -hmm. the key thing for me. It develops a habit. Like right now I'm developing a habit with the freeze dryer. So this morning, right before we went on, 
the the I was hoping the freeze dryer would finish because if it's going, then the microphone doesn't sound as good. But anyway, it finished and I had to package that all up and figure like it's still you can't see it, but it's right behind me. It's still sitting. I got to figure out where to store it because our storage right now is absolutely exploding with freeze dried food now. Um, so I have that on my list. And then you have lists like you have all these different projects and all these different things you want to do. And if you don't have a routine or if you don't a lot time to a plan out that stuff when you do it, how are you going to do it? You know, just how are you going to approach that project? And then be a lot of time to actually do it. Like it never gets done. It just sits there. Mm-hmm. And in the back of your head, you're like, I want to get this done and this done. And then that list just keeps growing and growing and growing. So I, and I don't know about you, but I get, aggravated i get angry (laughs) it's like day after day it's more of like that disappointment in yourself because you know you can do better you know you could do more you may not want to you're tired you're you know whatever the case may be and you don't really want to get it done but you know you need to get it done i just feel like i get snippy with people uh you know i don't want to go out to this person's place i don't want to go travel i don't want to go out to a restaurant i want to get things done and uh, I have my moments like that. So, yeah. Um, well, I, I can give you something that I, over the years I think I've grown accustomed to. Um, and I've actually had to work on figuring out how am I going to add this into my preps for later on if something does happen. But first thing I need to do every day is take a shower. I've realized like everybody has that one thing that they're just not happy in the morning unless they do blank. You know, some people it's drinking coffee. Some people it's, you know, uh, taking a shower. Some people it's like brushing their teeth, but everybody has their own like morning routine. If I Mm -hmm. don't have that morning shower, I just, I'm grumpy like the whole day until I take that shower. (laughs) Um, but that's something I realized, you know, as I was going through my preps and stuff, like, man, if we ever lose electricity or something, how am I going to get that shower in? Or am I always going to be angry then? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, so. It, it's like you and I think of the same things at the same time because I was <laughs> in the shower last night and I was, I was like, okay, if our if the electricity goes out, like we're in a well, right? So we're mm-hmm. in a well. So if the electricity goes out, technology goes out, we're in a well. So at least we have water, but I'm like, shoot. Um, you know, I have a backup battery system for the well that, you know, that's, I can potentially turn on. I don't know if it's going to work or not after all of it goes out or not. Who knows? I mean, I built the batteries myself, so I know the components that are in them and they should be yeah. okay. But then there's the electronic components like the inverter and the charge controller, all that stuff takes microchips and stuff. So that ain't going to work. Right. So I may yeah. have for a little bit just off of batteries, maybe, but I don't have a manual and I have nothing manual. And I have to get that done. I have to, I have to get a manual and it seems like low on the priority list of things to buy, but at the same time, it's a high priority item because you don't need it now, but you definitely are going to need it. I mean, water is like the essential part of life. You're going to have to have access to water if the technology goes down. And if I don't have a hand pump for the well, I'm not going to be able to get that water Um, Mm -hmm. now my backup is of course rain collection, but it's in the middle of winter right now. So I've disconnected all of those pipes so they don't explode. Yeah, You're not getting much. Uh, so I get it. So now I'm like, I have to do that to get a hand pump. I have to get this. So, but I haven't done that yet. And I think that goes back to like 
when you have these lists of things that I need to get done, but then they don't get done and everybody gets frustrated. It's like, that's a discipline thing. And mm-hmm. discipline is what I, I mean, Jim Rohn said, Jim Rohn said this, he goes, um, discipline is the bridge between goals and accomplishments. Yeah, um, that's a good it's one. one of, it's one like of those that. things like, and discipline's hard. It's not something you just acquire. Like you have to constantly work at disciplining yourself to to do X, Y, and Z. And discipline is this, just the definition of even doing things that you know you have to do but don't want to do. Um, mm-hmm. Once you get them done, it's like you have that euphoric feeling of I got something accomplished, right? And it's just yeah. training your mind to just make a list, check it twice, agree to yourself that this is the order you're going to do it, and just do it in that order. And just go and try it. So I, I'm, I'm starting to make my list and check it twice. Yeah, and it, you know it doesn't have to be like the biggest possible things. You know, I know it, it's January 18th now. Uh, you know, people always have their New Year's resolutions. Oh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna lose 30 pounds this year, and I'm gonna, you know what? I'm just gonna do it every day right now. I'll lose it in third, uh, you know, three months. We'll be good to go. Uh, most resolutions don't ever happen. <laughs> so like just. You can't and you can't make 50 different changes all at the one one time. You know, it just has to be a simple change that you could think of and do on a continual basis. Even if you fail at it, at least you're trying at it. Um, but uh, yeah, don't make a huge. It doesn't need to be a ginormous list. Just do no, it one piece chunk. at a time. Yeah, small yeah. chunks, you know, and to, when you get into a routine, you know, routines and habits, um, what do they say? It takes between, depending on the person, it takes between 21 days and it could take as much as 66 days, to 21 to 66 days to develop, to develop that habit. Yeah. Solid habits and routines. And I mean, I would, I would think I'm a person that would take 21 days, but I know me. Like mm-hmm. I'm more in the, I'm more in the middle realm. It's going to take me like 45 days and 45 yeah. days of constant repetition. That's actually a hard, that's a goal right there. That's, that's hard to do. Yeah. Um, even with little things like, getting up at 5 a.m. I mean, let's start there. Like get up at 5 a.m. for a month straight. And well, because, you know, it, there's a difference between just getting up at 5 a.m. But there's also something about going to bed early, too. And uh, I think our nation as a whole, those those times are really, really late in the night for most people. I mean, it's anywhere from 10 to 3 a.m. <laughs> for a lot of people. Uh, yeah. So you have to be disciplined about like, hey, I got to put my phone down. I actually need to go to sleep because if I'm going to keep on waking up early every single morning, I cannot wear myself away by going to bed super, super late and then getting up super, super early. You will crash. Well, yeah, I get up at 5 a.m. I'm not making it to 11. Yeah, I'm not. So we have a rule in our house. That should be the point. Yeah. Yeah. my, My wife's like, you are not allowed to fall asleep before me. I was like, I understand. I understand why, because I'm, <laughs> I'm a loud sleeper. So she's usually, we're usually in bed uh, just, you know, between 8.30 and 9 o'clock. 9 o'clock, Addison goes to bed, so wow. one of us puts her to bed. So we're typically, everybody's in bed by 9 during on, on weekdays. She's usually asleep, like she's out cold by 9.15, 9.30. Um, Dang. Which me up now. What I do and my my nightly routine is I'll sit there and I'm gonna. That's when I. That's when I like consume my prepper information. That's when I'm surfing YouTube and checking news feeds yeah. and doing all that stuff. And sometimes I'm I'm passed out by ten o'clock. There's other times I'm like, oh my gosh, it's midnight. I didn't even realize the time because I'm into some deep video I really like. 
um, I'm, I would have to adjust that routine to really stick with, okay, consume an hour, go to bed. Yeah, our our routine is not good. Uh, my wife and I are usually up to a minimum of midnight. Uh, oh, wow. So, yeah, it's like midnight to 2 a.m. is usually our time frame when we finally fall asleep. And then it's up at 7 to take the kids to school and get them ready and do all for daily routines. So that's got to change on my side. And I've been lately, as of this past probably two weeks now, um, trying to get to bed by like 10 o'clock. So I fall asleep by like 11 or midnight. Uh, but oh, yeah, we're, we're late not, night owls type people. How are you not dropping, dropping at like 10 o'clock? Like that's well, midnight. I mean, well, I mean, I guess that's if you're getting up at seven, that's still seven hours. Exactly. So if you, if you're going to bed at midnight, so I, I mean, sure. I guess, but imagine well, if you were that if you only need if your body only needs seven hours to function and you go to bed at ten, what's that? Uh, you're five at five five. You're there. Five a.m. Now you're at five a.m. So you're, yeah. you're not changing anything, but you're just shifting the times that you get up and go to bed. That's know? my goal. Um, I mean, I've got a few things I want to start working on. So, like I said, I want to be that guy that's be able to, to make my kids breakfast in the morning. Yeah, um, and have something like nice or extravagant, like. So today I made, um, you know, I'm looking through my fridge, like, what am I going to eat? Uh, this was after the kids. I dropped them off at school. <laughs> so, um, and uh, I, we had a thing of crescent rolls and we had ham and we had cheese. And I'm like, oh, some ham and cheese crescent rolls. That would be pretty cool. That sounds great. Oh. Oh. Uh, so tested that out this morning, rolled it all out. Uh, I did half with um, everything but the bagel or everything bagel seasoning on them and the other half just plain ham and cheese with the croissants and five minutes of rolling it all up 11 minutes of it cooking at i think it was 375 simple really easy i mean if that's something where i got up 15 minutes before my kids got up even i could pop those in the oven and you know it would be ready for them to eat in the morning but they were super easy uh, super delicious so I want to start coming up with more and more plans on that. Uh, I've been wanting to bake bread on a continual basis because one, it's going to help with my overall skills at making bread. Yeah. Um, I want to make good bread, not just bread for survival. <laughs> oh, no. So, uh, because uh, I'm a bread connoisseur. Well, good. I'm going to have to follow up with you then on some some tips and tricks. But Here I've got a lot of things picked out on, you know, the... And you don't have to have the special bowls for rising and you know yeah. all that kind of stuff, but but there's a lot of stuff out there. Um, so I've I've had two or three books in my Amazon cart for a while that I've just been wanting to get and just go through each bread recipe. And I want to start simple and slow. So I'd like to do like a bread a week. You know, if it's a Sunday night or something like that, or Sunday morning. Yep. Make a loaf of bread. And then get into a point where like maybe I could do donuts or do some like cinnamon yeah. raisin bread or something like that for breakfast or something some like sourdough that. Sourdough donuts. I'll have to send you uh, <clears throat> some of my sourdough starters. So my sourdough starter is uh, six years old now. Oh, nice. So Mine died. I tried it. I was like, I, I love sourdough. It tastes so good. Um, I started up my first uh, batch of sourdough last year. Um, got like seven or eight days into it and then we left or something like that and I didn't follow up on it and it just died. 
I killed it. <laughs> so, well, I mean, when you, when you, as you tend your garden and stuff, you gotta, you know, water that thing. So, um, mm-hmm. sourdough was one of those things that you treat like a plant. At least yeah. That's I treat it. It's like a plant. Um, but again, it's a, it's a habit thing you got to get into and you know, it's everybody's like, Oh, I would love five-year-old sourdough starter. I mean, it takes a little, it takes a little bit of work. It's not like a huge th- endeavor to do it, but it takes discipline to remember how oh, I got to go feed the starter. Go feed it. Yeah. And, Water and flower. You know, um, with starter, you know, you want to use it. So like, you know, as you, as you are making bread once a week, you know, now if your starter comes out for the bread, you feed it, blah, 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 do your stuff, you know, and, and, it, and it's good. But, but yeah, so habits, things like that. I want to get into it. I want to start being better at it. Cause I got a ton of projects. Uh, I mean, once this tractor gets delivered, like I, in my head, I'm like, this is going to be amazing. My, I'm going to have the best yard in the neighborhood. But in reality, I have to discipline myself to go, okay, I have to actually go outside. Go outside. It's cold, <laughs> yeah. Get on the thing, yep. hook up the, you know, I actually have to do work. And get your garden beds prepped ahead of time so that when spring comes, um, <clears throat> getting your seeds started before uh, spring comes along, all that yeah, kind of stuff. Yeah. All that stuff done. Um beforehand and we cut down like five trees in fall of last year and oh wow that's so you still have to chop it all up and split it they're still laying on the ground so and they're big they're big pines there there's a bunch of big pines we had so they're still laying on the ground so you know one of the tractor attachments i got was a grapple so i can actually I don't have to cut it into 18 inch sections right away. I could just take eight foot sections of the logs, start a log pile. Um, yeah. And then so I can neatly organize things and, and separate it all out. But it, it's work and it's things I have to plan for. And yeah, so there's you got a you got a mobile sawmill, don't you? I think were you the one or was that Jim? I think it was Jim, maybe uh, both Jim and myself are like avid we want a sawmill okay, okay. Sawmill, well i'm there too so there's three people. from like in my even in my in my area a sawmill will, it's one of those things that it pays for itself i mean yeah. it will pay for itself tenfold if you if you you know if you actually use it so like for me i, I live I've in been a looking semi, up. yeah Go ahead. i live Sorry. in a semi-suburban area um and you don't need to have a ton of trees around you in order to have a sawmill mm-hmm. i mean you you need to have some space. Sawmills are loud and all that stuff. But um, like when I cut my trees down, I was talking to the tree guy. I'm like, Hey, like I'm probably going to get a sawmill. And I noticed, I mean, what do you guys do with your trees? He's like, most of them, he goes, we, we get rid of them. Like we throw them away. Um, there's some, and what? it costs us money to, to, to dispose of these oh trees. Oh my gosh. Um, and I'm like, well, do you think if I get this sawmill, like y'all can just like, drop some off he's like oh yeah that would save us so much money if we drop some trees off he goes now you know things like walnut will we'll probably work out a deal where we charge you for the log of the walnut logs I'm like that's fine you, you you give me a big 36 inch round walnut log that's 16 feet long you know how much money i'm gonna make off that oh my gosh but, yeah. up. but like i want to start doing i've seen people that do what's the framing a uh, timber framing yeah. Or you yes. make you, you frame your house out of like six by six beams. It's it's beam mm-hmm. framing. And you can get that if you had a sawmill and it's way cheaper than if you were to like 
yes. hire that out and have to buy all the timber framing for a timber frame house. So that's kind of like a goal. That's kind of like a thing I've been thinking about. Like if I get the sawmill, even though I got rid of all the woodworking stuff, at least all the big machines, um, I still have enough to where I can, I mean, you can run a sawmill operation where you can start yes. stacking timber frames. And then when you go to build your house, you know, if you want a timber frame house, which is what we want, kind of like a barn, like a barn dominium that's timber framed, um, mm-hmm. you're going to have all the stuff there. Uh, and if you don't have it all, you have, you know, whatever you have is going to save you money. And that's Definitely. when the sawmill really pays itself off. Or you can advertise on Facebook and sell, sell that lumber out. Um, and, you know, whatever species it is, you can sell that all out. And, you know, woodworkers, that's a, that was my main source of wood when I lived in Ohio. Um, I just look on Facebook and like there's these guys that had yeah. lumber. I'm like, hey, you know, three bucks a board foot for some white oak. That's that's cheap for white oak. Let's let's go for it, you know. Um, but yeah. Well, when it comes to all that. So um, I've had my eye on a Harbor Freight, just cheap little sawmill, 2700 bucks. And I, I know there's, there's a lot of pros, cons, um, you know, it's cheap for a reason, yada, yada, yada. But for somebody that doesn't need a lot, uh, I did a lot of reviews on it and I mean, it gets the job done. It's kind of your basic thing. It's got almost five stars for almost 300 reviews. And I've watched a lot of YouTube videos on it and that kind of stuff. So I don't want to buy something super expensive that yeah. I, I mean, I know I'll use it, but you know, for my very first sawmill to buy, like I don't need to buy the Cadillac. I just want to get the basic one so I can test it out, see how I like it. What do I like? What do I not like? And then go and spend money on something I really want to get later on when I have the land and the space and the trees to be able to really fully utilize it. Um, yeah. I mean, that's, that's an approach. That's an yeah. approach. That is an approach. I've <laughs> I've spent most of my life just buying the best of the best at all times. And now I'm like trying to be more budget conscious. And um, and we've talked about this multiple times, trying to pay off debt and that kind of stuff. I, I want to get it, but I don't want to spend a whole bunch of money when I don't necessarily have it at the moment. So something to keep in mind. But, but in the long run, you spend more money in the long run because if you spend twenty six hundred bucks for a Harbor Freight sawmill, and then you go spend you know four grand for a wood miser <coughs> sawmill, you end up at the end I of the day. I've heard of that one. The wood misers, um, yeah. yeah, they're they're a pretty popular popular brand of uh, of sawmills. They're not Cadillacs, but they're they're decent. Um, that's okay, because the, the ones I was looking at were like eight grand. I'm like, I don't want to just drop eight yeah, grand right now. It all depends on like, it all depends on how long it is, the tra- uh, the, how how wide of an opening there is for the big of the logs you have, whether yeah. it's like electronically driven or whether you do the hand crank. It, it, there's so okay, many. Okay, you know that one's not bad. Then I'm looking at this portable one for four grand. That's actually pretty nice. Okay, you convince yeah. me. I'll look into it, but more. Yeah, I just maybe I didn't find the right ones. I was finding the nine grand ones. I'm like, that's a big difference. Two grand and nine grand. Like, that's why I was saying. Right. Okay. So I agree with you there. Like, if I'm going to spend two grand on a piece of machinery that I've never ever used before, I want to, I'm not going to spend 10 grand on something I've never done before. And exactly. It's just a big investment. So it's kind of like when I did CNC machines, right? I I started small Mm -hmm. with, with, with the, uh, with the X carve and, 
it was an investment and I'm still using the X-Carve today. I didn't get rid of the X-Carve. I still have the CNCs, but when then I was looking at getting the bigger CNCs for cabinet making um, mm-hmm. and those were like 15 grand and I almost like this, I was so close to pulling the trigger on it and then I had a gut check moment like I shouldn't do this and I didn't yeah. do it. Thank yeah. God, thank God <laughs> I didn't do it um, because that's just another... $500, a month for a CNC mm-hmm. machine. And I ended up just, you know, yeah, thank, thank, thank God. Uh, uh, note to everybody, wives are, are very wise, even though you may not think they are. Cause my wife didn't say <laughs> no. She said, wait two days. She's like, I want, cause I was all gung ho on this thing. She's like, just wait two days and then, mm-hmm. and then come back. And if you still want it in two days, then, then we'll consider it. I was like, fair. And yeah. came back two days later and I had a gut check moment. I was like, no, we're not doing this. Um, my my wife's very good at reminding me of what I've said already in the past. Like, didn't you say you would like to not spend money? And isn't this going towards spending money? And I'm like, oh, oh, yeah. OK. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, so. Uh, but it's, one it's, other thing that you brought up earlier is the timber framing. That's another one of the classes that I'm actually going to be doing at some point in time uh, back up in Michigan again. Um, Okay. Well, talk to me, Goose, because I... You're you're going to go do it with me uh, at, at the Tiller International place that I went to where I did my blacksmithing class. Yeah, yeah. They have an entire timber class. It's a week long. Okay. Um, I think it's a thousand bucks for the class. But once you average it out to like a six day session, eight to five or something like that, it's like nothing per hour. Um, mm-hmm. where, but what you do is you go out and you make your timbers. They show you how to do it, how to cut it, what to look for, what types of trees, that kind of stuff. You cut them up. Then they have other like pre-cut timbers that are already ready to go. They teach you how to uh, and they do everything manual where you've got like the hand tools to drill your holes. They make their own um, pegs. They make their own, you know, whatever. And they every like most of their buildings on the property are all timber barns that they've built by themselves and they have like a full blacksmithing barn and a full carpentry barn and a full um you know dairy cow uh farm uh it it's fantastic out there it is awesome we're doing it we're doing it there's just no they're doing it fine it's on my list we're doing it we're doing it i i that's just I'm just going to tell them. I'll send you a link, but yeah, uh, it's so that one's next on my list. And then there's also a coopering class on how to make your own barrels and, um, uh, uh, oh my gosh, your own steins and that kind of stuff, like the little mini barrel steins. Uh, they've got classes for that and how to make your own buckets and barrels and all that kind of stuff to to hold liquids or to store uh, supplies in. It's yeah, all cool. back to history classes. Yeah, they have everything yeah. there. But am I gonna so. really need to know how to make a stein in in No, 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 no. I wanted to do it for the barrel. Yes. Like the coopering is something that I think is barrels, buckets, uh being able to woodwork and make your own, like I think that's cool. Um there's a lot of so. things, there's a lot of list things, and uh this actually gets into what I wanted to discuss with you about a potential like little mini series that we do here. Um, yeah. about skill sets. And, you know, I was like, oh, I need to learn how to weld better. And then I started learning how to weld better. But then I'm like, wait a minute. You know, in our scenario where what we're prepping for, you know, when the sun decides it wants to spew out the next Carrington event, you know, I, yeah. nobody's going to care about a weld welding skills. 
Like, no, like, no. yeah, that benefits me now. I can build stuff it to prep well, for. That, well, but. you've got different types of welding. You've got the electric type of welding. You also have the blacksmithing type of welding. Well, yeah, all you yeah, need yeah, is yeah, fire sure. and flux. Yeah, fire and flux. That's all you need is fire and flux for that type of welding. But we're, I'm, I'm talking your traditional like... I'm welding big, be- like I'm well, like I need to fix something on a piece of machinery. I need to weld some bracket to this bracket. Well, that yeah, yeah, machine's yeah. not going to be able to work. You know, it's not going to no. work after, you know, when we start, you know, after the aftermath year or so, but talking about or going through like for the people out there that might be either getting into this or don't know where to go. And there's a lot of things like, here's what I find in a lot of YouTube videos, like their YouTube, they kind of explain it like, Hey, here's, here's this resource you can go to. And they never really talk about how to do things. You know, it's just more like go, you're getting shoved into all these different places to kind of just learn yeah. about thing. It's like, I, I want to give a perspective. And it could be intimidating, right? It could be very intimidating. Right. So, you know, and I think this can apply for everybody, you know, not just not just the people that are have been doing this for for years and years and years. But the people like my younger sister, who is a single mom of two, who works in the restaurant industry, doesn't have a ton of money left over to like she's just trying to survive as a single right. mom of two boys. Right. But she is like like she just texted me this morning. She goes, I still need to get my bug out bag. Uh built, you know, so I can like yeah. make it your way in the long run. Like she's thinking about like, how do I get down to my brother? If this all goes down, I need, I'm yeah. going to need this. And she's like, so I need to, I need to figure out how to build this thing to get down to my brother or get down to my older sister who's closer to her anyway. And is, yeah. you know, is preparing and stuff like that. So like a little, almost like a little mini series on different topics we can do on either bug out bags or like you know, food pantries and organization or like different skill sets that come up. Cause I was, I was listening back to the earlier podcasts that, that we did the, the pre-launch stuff and there were some good nuggets in those, but I wanted to ex- expand on those nuggets. Um, so that people have, they are away. definitely in mind. I, I have lots of things, uh, medical that I want to go over bug out bags, bug in, uh, your get home bags. Um, so there's a lot of, uh, material things uh, yeah. when it comes to uh, emergency situations. Um, and I've had a lot of those. So, I mean, that's kind of the reason why we wanted to start up this podcast, right? We wanted to talk right. about future things. Um, but then, you know, when I started up Prep and Patriot, um, I wanted to have Facebook and YouTube and all that kind of stuff going on a daily, weekly basis where I'm continually pumping out content out there and I have a lot of stuff that I want to put out there. So um, I'm completely down for those mini series. I've got everything here to to lay all out. Um, and I've got an area where I was trying to do like a white backdrop where I could take pictures and say, you know, do product reviews. Um, I, there's something f- to be said when people don't want to just get free products from people just to yeah. say like, oh, this product is great. Yeah. It's when you buy it with your own money and you actually use it and you're like, yeah. you know, hey, I've bought three different filters and this one sucks. This one's actually really good and I would recommend them. They may not be sponsoring us, but hey, I would recommend their products. Yeah. Um, that's what I kind of want to do at some point in time, too, as we're building out our websites and doing more content later on uh, in the future. Here. But we're what officially third episode in today. So right. <laughs> we, yeah. we still have time. There is, we, we will be doing a lot more. 
Um, I think the biggest problem for most um, podcasters or content creators, that kind of stuff is just developing that consistency, right? Developing that habit that we were talking about earlier in the episode. Uh, Yeah, yeah, I am totally down. That's the number one thing I, I, I take away from some of these, like how to build your podcast and how to create a YouTube channel that's successful. Get your first thousand people in the first one hour. It's like, it's the consistency. It's like, don't, don't Mm -hmm. be so fixated on the numbers, like how many views you get per episode, just keep pumping them out. And eventually like, you know, the old, the old, um, field of dreams thing if you build it they will come type type deal because there's always an audience for for pretty much anything like i was watching on twitch the other day they have this like coffee talk section in twitch where it's not people gaming or anything like that people literally just 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 random whatever and it's amazing you come into some of these things you're like this person has is live right now and has like 600 people and they're talking about something stupid and people are just like Ah, this is entertaining. Like, okay. Um, mm-hmm. If they can do it with their ridiculous topics of like coffee, you know, talking about their coffee mug, then we can, we can get something going and help people with, with, with prepping, Definitely. even though there's a, the market in prepping a is a big market. There's a lot of people doing podcasts and prepping and all that. But the ones I listen to, mm-hmm. like, to be honest, if I'm going to prop us up a little bit, some of the things that I've listened to on the prepping side, <clears throat> the prepping podcast, you listen to them and then I go back and listen to us. And like I said, this is not being like self conceited or anything like that, but I'm like, uh, once we figure this out, we're going to put out a really, really good show. We have a lot of potential. Yes. Yeah, definitely. And, and the people that stick with us or, you know, start out with us now, uh, we'll see that growth in the development and how this thing changes mm-hmm. and transforms and all that stuff. And I think, you know, they're going to get a really, I think it's going to be really good for them because in these first ones, we just kind of randomly talk about anything. But there's some nut, man. I think there's gold in some of the things that we discuss. Definitely. Yeah. Well, and you've got all different walks of life for people and where they're at in their process. Um, are they yeah. brand new? Have they been doing this for a while? So we kind of have a lot of those combinations of discussions as we're talking yeah. about primitive skills. Or we're talking about buying machinery or when it comes to yeah. advanced levels of like, I want to build a, a wood what was the wood fire or whatever the uh, oh, gas, gas fire. fire? Oh yeah, yep, gas fire. Uh, you know that's something that I still want to get more into. Um, but all of it takes time. It takes a lot of. Yeah. Um, I mean, time is valuable, and we spend a lot of our time doing that research, figuring it out, learning yeah. how to build it, making it, making it happen. Yeah, um, and and and, so. and just just to clarify, at least from my perspective, to clarify for the for people listening, whether it's listening now or you know three years from now. Personally, for me, I'm not, and I think you're. I think I could, I could, if I may be so bold and to speak for you as well. We are not doing these podcasts with the end goal of like being the next Joe Rogan where he makes like 70 bazillion dollars per episode. Man, most. wouldn't that be nice? But yeah, it no. Would be, oh, it'd be great. <laughs> it's not, we're not, we're not so fixated on building up, building up a podcast and building up a brand for, for the revenue side. Like we both have jobs and we both have really good jobs that allow us flexibility to do this. Like we work from home yeah. and all that. So we, when we first started, the whole idea of a podcast came up is you and I had already had our weekly talks where we just, you know, I remember that first Slack message where you, you, you know, I said something about prepping and you're just like, are you a 
do you do this? And I'm like, yeah, dude. And we started up the Slack channel. We're like, you know, we talk about this stuff all the time. Why don't we just record these things? Cause I think it would help Mm -hmm. other people. And that's the whole point of it. Like to help other people that are interested in this in education and practical things that they can do. Um, We're going to talk about this stuff, whether we record it and put it out on a podcast or not. So we're not, doing these podcasts as a money driven thing. Eventually, yes, all cards on the table, you know, with, as the podcast grows, we may get some sponsorships, we may get some things, but some of the stuff, you know, there's a, there's an investment and cost on our side as well. And it's not, it's just to cover some of those costs. It's not to make a profit or anything like that. It's just to cover costs of like the website when we get that up and you know, the, the, the platform where we're, how we're recording. Yeah. recording things like that you know so that all cards on the table people like we're not in this to get rich at all we do this because we really really care about this this area of prepping we really believe that um this caring this carrington level event with the sun we we believe that the sun is the driving force of like all, everything that happens on earth climate change could be tied to the sun um disasters could be tied to the sun in the past like we believe this is going to happen we believe this is going to happen within our lifetimes and that's why we're, mm-hmm. we're kind of preparing for that and we want to bring as much as many of you along as we can and get you on board so that <laughs> I mean, I don't mean to be bleak. We're not by ourselves. <laughs> we're not by ourselves. We could survive. So in any case, yeah. I wanted to throw that disclaimer out there of why we're doing what we're doing. Um, I think it's important. Definitely. No, I, I think that was a good uh, synopsis summary of everything. Um, so uh, uh, by the way, so I sent you a link for that timber class. Uh, they only have two dates. And one day I can't do already because it's the week before Mother's Day. Um, and we're already planning on going up to Michigan. Um, but May 8th through the 13th or September 25th through the 30th. So Dude, September. Uh, yeah. Really? Yeah. May 18th but. Is... Oh, can you not do September 25th through 30th? Oh, do you think I plan my life all the way out to September? No, but hey, is, um, no September. Don't we do? Mm, no, don't uh, we, we do. Me? Yeah. That's when it usually the trip is, but um, I don't know with our current one uh, when that will be. So, yeah. So, okay. Well, we can we can talk about it. I'm gonna put that as a tentative, but uh, yeah. So, 925 bucks. You divide that amongst six days, and then you divide that by eight hours. Um, comes out to being 19 bucks an hour. Tillersinternational.org. Um, okay. Yeah. So uh, I, I think I brought it up on a previous podcast, uh, but um, as I've been getting more and more into learning traditional skills, learning how things used to be done, um, how our forefathers used to do stuff, uh, I found this place, Tiller, uh, Tillers International, and uh, it's up in Michigan. Um, so, yes, I am south of Michigan, <laughs> but uh I am Northwest. They, they do everything there. They uh, they do tons of classes. I highly recommend you take a look, check it out. It might be something that you've been interested in and you've been wanting to learn. I mean, they've got. Let me just go to classes here. I just want to. They're not sponsoring this video. We don't have any sponsors yet. It'd be great to have a sponsor, but uh, I mean, they've got um, logging with draft animals. Uh, they've got uh, different types of knife making or blade making. Um, farming with oxen or horses or donkeys, um, driving different animals, 
Uh, they've got blacksmithing. They've got coopering. They've got copper smithing, uh, stone masonry, herb walking, medicine making. That's a cool one that I would like to do. Oh yeah. Um, wheel writing, Appalachian broom making. Uh, just the amount of skills that they have listed here is fantastic. And when I first found out about them, I actually didn't know much about them. I just wanted to do a blacksmithing class. I think that would be really cool. And I wanted to do it. And then I went there and then during the two days that I was there during lunchtime, they actually like did a little demonstration for us. Like, so we're eating our lunch and they're like, do you know about Tiller International or any details about it? And I said, no, not really. <laughs> I just signed up because of blacksmithing. And they actually talked about like, well, we're Tillers International, which means we actually go all over the world to help support people, um, yeah. small communities all over the world that, you know, they don't have the food or the water or whatever. So we help them build machinery out of the materials that they have. Like a lot of countries over in Africa, you know, they've got a lot of rebar around or animals. And to them, farming is like the worst thing you could do because that's like way low on the totem pole, yeah. but it's kind of important for survival. So what they're doing is they're like building machines out of rebar and, uh, uh, they come up with like a master blueprint and then they send that over to them in Africa saying, okay, hey, here's this blueprint for this machine that's going to split your earth for you. You know, you put manure on the top and it puts it back into the ground and then puts the dirt back over it. And then that way you can get your ground ready for growing your own fields. And we'll be over there in two months and we'll see how things are going and we'll help you teach your ox how to drive the fields and plow it and all that kind of stuff and it's pretty cool i mean it was a good like lesson on what they do and how they do it um but yeah i want to do a lot more classes at this place it is fantastic and then they, i got a tour of like all the different areas and what they have there fell in love with it i think yeah. it's a hundred and i think they've got 150 acres out there 160 acres something like that um but they like utilize every aspect of their land uh, in this kind of traditional way, living, living by history. So that, anyways, that, that's, that's cool. They do that stuff. And <clears throat> the benefit of just knowing some of those skill sets, um, I think is invaluable. Even oh, yeah. in today's, even like today, you know, even as we're going through life is still sort of normal. I mean, as normal as it can be. I mean, 2020 from 20, what 21 to now has been kind of crazy for a lot of people, but yeah, even definitely. having some of those skill sets to, you know, even in put into instill now and using those, I think, I think it's really, really cool. I'm glad you found that because I'm, um, I, I'm, I'm not opposed to going somewhere and learning from the experts rather, you know, I, I typically like figuring things out myself, but something Same. like this, like, you know, I can spend, two years trying to figure out how to timber frame or I can go mm -hmm. spend a grand and go down and take a week course. And it's, a, it's in September. So I have, there's a plenty of time to like throw away 50 bucks here, 50 bucks there and kind of save exactly. Up. And it's not going to be too cold there. Uh, at that point, um, you're going to work up a sweat, all that kind of stuff. It should be perfect weather, uh, in September. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, I mean, to your point, I like doing things, learning those skills myself. And I think that's where we're going to bring a lot of that knowledge and detail to this channel as well. Uh, canning is coming this season. We've got, I mean, we've got our garden spinning up. Um, there's a lot of uh, 
preparation of those materials. There's a lot of gathering, how you process it, how you store it, how you, you know, whatever. Um, So I think there's a lot to come. I don't know if I can. Oh, I'll can. I don't know if I'll can. I mean, I I have Miss Piggy back here. It's like. There's still, there's still some things like, yes, it does a lot, but you also want to have not just focus on that only like, um, you can do Ms. powdered Ms. butter and powdered Ms. milk Ms. and powdered whatever. Miss uh, Piggy is my freeze dryer. I gave her a name. Mm-hmm. She's just chewing through food right now. Um, <laughs> Mine's Betty White. <laughs> Betty White. Betty White. <laughs> I have a big white machine and I hope it lasts as long as her. So <laughs> what is it with like dudes and naming their equipment? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> Uh, but, but no, we'll get into we'll get into all that stuff. I think, um, yeah, coming up in 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 future episodes, we can probably start this like now or the next episode. We start going through our first topic of and I, I our first topic of of you know prepping and whatever that may be, whether it be medical or break up bags. I kind of want to go into the route of like this, like we're we're getting we're in January. I'm already thinking about garden. I'm already thinking yeah. about seed ordering and things like that. Well, th- then I go, okay, I can seed order it right now, but um, uh, in post, in post, uh, I don't want to say apocalypse because that's just so like, everybody's yeah. so overused. In the in the post technological world that we will probably be living in in our lifetimes, like I can't pick up, I can't go on to you know Johnny Seeds and order seeds. So like, yeah. Is there things I need to be thinking about as far as how I prep the garden or how I uh, rotate the garden or the rows that I plant for like, hey, these plants are for eating. Uh, These row of tomatoes are for eating. These row of tomatoes are for canning. These row of tomatoes are for I'm going to let these go to seed or whatever, you know, and how do I do that? And, you know, seed saving and things like that. So I like I said, it's January. I'm starting to think about garden now. So, you know, what are the things that I and everybody else need to start thinking about now in January? to prep for when we start tilling our gardens or getting our raised beds up and getting our starters going and X, Y, and Z. So stuff like that, I think, um, is good. And I don't even want to call it a mini series because, uh, this is a prepping channel. So these are probably going to be things that we talk about a lot anyway. Um, yeah. Yep. But going down that road. So it's, it's going to happen We're I mean, we got a, we got a lot coming up here. So, uh, but before we wrap up, uh, I realized you never answered the initial question. What is your like daily routine? What do you do? What's the first thing you got to do in the morning to like make your day really work? What do I do now? Or what do I, what do like, I, like, like coffee, you got to, you know, brush your teeth in the morning, you got to hop in the shower. You got to, what's that thing that like that one thing that you have to do in the morning to make your, your daily routine start for the day? Um, probably what everybody's routine is. You got to have coffee. Okay. One thing when it comes to coffee, I'm glad you said that. I did find out I was, uh, watching this, uh, scientist, uh, nutritionist, whatever person yesterday, actually it was a few days ago. Uh, they stated that, um, you should actually wait an hour and a half after waking up, which is a long time. I know. Trust me. Cause I actually, I've been doing it the last three days. And I could tell you it works. But what happens is that when you first wake up and within like the first half hour, you make a, a pot of coffee and start drinking it. The caffeine actually binds with a certain part, a chemical 
the tiredness of grogginess of waking up binds with that. And then once it wears off, you go back into being that grogginess once the caffeine piece wears off. But if you wait an hour and a half, that grogginess is gone. And then you don't have that crash around three o'clock or, you know, however many hours later when you're like, man, I'm starting to get tired again. I need another pick me up. Wait an hour and a half, then drink your coffee, and then you don't have that that rundown. I, I know I don't, you could just drink another cup of coffee or something, but <laughs> I, don't think that's, I don't think that's possible. I, I, I literally, humanly, don't think I'm, I, I can I can do that um, <laughs> because as hard as it is to as hard as it is to create a habit, it's that hard to break a habit, especially something yes. like coffee where there's a chemical involved or an addiction involved. It's like it's like super hard to break that uh, habit of drinking my coffee in the morning, and I, I don't it's probably more of a mental thing because caffeine literally has like zero effect on me anymore. I can drink, I can drink a cup of coffee at 2 AM and fall asleep at 2. Well, you know, maybe that might be a good thing to wean off of, uh, just so that you can get those effects back again of like, you know, the oh, energy, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, I just had to ask that. So that I just heard about was that. Entrapping. That was entrapment right there. <laughs> I, I sensed the entrapment in there. I knew you were going to be like, Oh, coffee's first thing. Cause we all have coffee, coffee. in the morning. That was entrapment. Now, I've only tried it for three days now, the whole hour and a half. And I still feel a little tired after about three o'clock. So I don't think it's actually true. But, uh, you know, I figured I'd bring it up. For the sake of experimentation, I will pick, I will pick a day and I will, I will try it for two weeks. But I'm not going to do it today, tomorrow, no, no Friday. No, no, no. Um, maybe, maybe Monday. Maybe Monday. Okay. Maybe I'll start at Monday. So I might be cranky on Monday's podcast, people. I just want to, so if you want to, if you want to hear cranky, cranky John, uh, tune into Monday's podcast um, and, and you'll hear cranky John. Cause by the time I'll, we do the podcast, I've had my coffee. Maybe it depends on if I start getting up at 5am or not. Five, six, oh, six, yeah. Seven, five, six, six, yeah. Six, by four. that point, you know, six 30 be a good time that's for a cup I, of coffee. That's if I get up at 5am. I mean, it's easy to say you're going to do these things. I mean, it's easy to so say. So you're I mean, saying you need an accountability partner. Is that what you're saying? No, 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 no. Well, <laughs> I'll text you. It's like, hey, get out of bed. <laughs> just ping my, my phone and wake me up. Um, that's why That's why God made sleep mode on. on, on our so I know. Can. I've got do not disturb. So good luck. In, in any case, we're out of time, people. We're at 50 minutes or so-ish. So uh, thanks for tuning in. Thanks for listening. Some good topics today. And we will be uh, continuing this on Friday. I think we're going to start out with our with our, with our our topics of, uh, you know, specific prepping skill sets and items and stuff like that. So thanks for tuning in. And we'll see you all on Friday. Have a good one, everybody. See ya. Thank you for listening to the Preppin' Patriots podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, please consider leaving a five-star review. If you'd like to get in contact with us, you can do so at contact at preppinpatriots.stream. And finally, this episode was sponsored by nobody.